You're listening to the podcast for Asbury United Methodist Church. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. for small groups, 10 a.m. for worship, or anytime at asburybosier.org. Well, good morning again. Um, it's good to be here today, and I want to call your attention to our scripture, which is in the uh, sixth chapter of Matthew, beginning with the 25th verse. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And you, can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to the span of your life? And why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so loves the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear? For it is the Gentiles who strive for all these things, and indeed your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring worries of its own. Today's trouble is enough for today. We're continuing um, in the series that Matt has started about questions that Jesus asked. And today we're going to be looking at uh, the question, why do you have anxiety? Why are you anxious? I want to say, duh. Uh, uh, Matt mentioned last Sunday in his sermon on how, why are we afraid, or why are you afraid, that uh, we know what we're afraid of generally. Well, it's the same thing with, with this. We know what, uh, what gives us anxiety. Uh, my computer crashed this week, right when I was beginning to prepare this sermon. And so I'm you know, I know what I was anxious about, and you do too almost every time. The question, I guess, is what's keeping us from what Jesus is talking about? Or maybe we need to look at um, a different way of answering this question. I think Jesus might be saying, uh, why don't you have peace in the midst of your troubles? Or he might be saying, where is your faith in me when you have troubles? All of these things, you know. Uh, and, and I know uh, maybe some of you remember uh, who it was. Uh, Joan Rivers, uh, a comedian, a lady comedian from some years ago. Uh, she always used to start her, her routine off with, can we talk? Uh, and so I want to I do that just a little bit this morning. And that is, 
can we talk just a minute? Let's get away from the sermon just a minute and talk about some things we know about for sure. We know we live in a stressful world. You agree? There's no doubt about it. Uh, no one, no one of us is exempt from that. You know, it's just part of, of what we have to live with. So we know that. Um, sometimes, sometimes some of us, me included, uh, look around and we see that someone might be sailing through life. You know, they don't seem to have the troubles that I have or, or the worries that I might have. And I wonder, well, what's wrong with me? Uh, the grass does look greener on the other side. Um, and then uh, I think about the pressures and the tensions that go along with everyday life that, that most of us have to deal with. And then it just, anxiety just explodes into our lives. Um, I just, I feel like sometimes maybe if I could trade places with somebody, I wouldn't have some of the anxieties that I have. Well, um, there's, a, there's another side to this coin. Uh, and uh, I want to try to illustrate it with a, um, with a poem by Edwin Robinson that dramatically makes this point. See what you think. Whenever Richard Corey went downtown, we people on the pavement looked at him. He was a gentleman from soul to crown, clean favored and imperially slim. He was always quietly arrayed and he was always human when he talked, but still he fluttered when he said, good morning. And he glittered when he walked and he was rich Yes, richer than a king and admirably schooled in every grace. In fine, we thought he was everything to make us wish we were in his place. And so we worked and waited for the light and went without meat and cursed the bread. And Richard Corey, one calm summer night, went home and put a bullet through his head. That's hard to listen to, isn't it? It's hard for me to read it. Uh, I guess uh, the, the writer felt like he needed to use those uh, tough words uh, to get his point across. And what was his point? Those other people that might look like they've got it made and have no worries, have worries just like you. You know, no one is exempt uh, from that. Um, and so uh, I guess that's, that's the point I would want to say from that. It's, it's uh, shocking, it's surprising, and it's, uh, it's graphic, and it, it just grips us when we read it. But it does point out this fact that all of us are under stress. All of us have problems to deal with. Well, let's look at our scripture today and see what do you think Jesus, <clears throat> excuse me, was pointing to in the scripture there. Um, the, um, the idea, don't worry about what you wear or what you eat or what you drink. And I want to say, 
don't worry, you know, if I don't do what I need to do, we won't have those kinds of things and all. Um, but I think uh, when Jesus was saying, um, don't worry, I think he was maybe thinking back to something that he had known about for a long time. And that is the words of the psalmist in the 23rd Psalm. Uh, and I want to point out something in this, in this psalm that, um, that it doesn't say. Uh, the psalm, the line in the 23rd Psalm does not say that we will meet no evil. In other words, that we will meet no problems, that we'll meet no trouble, that we'll have none of that. He says we will, he doesn't say we will meet no evil. What does he say? We will fear no evil. In other words, yeah, we're going to have to deal with the stresses and the problems and the trouble. But how nice it would be if we could get to a point where Jesus was, where he did not fear any evil. Um, we know anxious times will come. But so the, so the question for us, though, is how do we respond? Uh, just coping is not enough. Um, just enduring our troubles is not enough. The Christian way to deal with our troubles is to redeem them, to redeem our troubles. Um, we think about the things that we have to deal with, the challenges, the broken dreams. Let me just run down a few things. And I want you to do a mental count here uh, to see how many of these things you have or have had, <clears throat> excuse me, to deal with in your life. Uh, the job that you had hoped you would get that you didn't. The raise that you desperately needed that didn't materialize. The promotion that you were so well qualified for that went to somebody else. The business deal that seemed to be so promising, but yet it went belly up. Romance that you had given you such hope, but fizzled and left you with a broken heart. The child with problems, the husband and wife who can't seem to get along, the relationships that are strained inside and outside the home, want more, sickness, loneliness, hard ethical decisions, financial problems, vicious gossip, dead ends, deadlines, and even death itself. How many did you check off? I know with me, uh, several of those on there and all. So again, the question is, how do you deal with such problems that, that continue to seem to come up in our lives? Well, first of all, we don't deal with it the way Richard Corey did. That's not an answer. But having the perspective that there is life after stress, there's life during stress, but there's, there's abundant life even after 
the stress. Um, the Christian way, you know, well, let me put it this way. Surely our faith, the Christian faith, has something to help us with on this. Um, the, what's the, the very primary symbol of the Christian faith? Well, there it is. It's a cross, isn't it? One of the most stressful and horrible events that anyone would have ever had to go through, that Jesus went through, um, was the cross. And so um, it's, it's difficult, you know. I, I want to I see if there are some ideas maybe from our faith that can help us. Maybe something that you might even walk out of here this morning and uh, be able to take home with you and th- ponder and think about this week. The first one is this. Some of our fears and the things that we worry about are not anything more than faceless fears. What do I mean by faceless fears? You know, a lot of times the things that uh, we worry about are things that haven't even happened yet. You know about those? And I'd say 50% or better of the things we worry about are like that. Mark Twain put it really well. He said, over the years, I've worried about a lot of things, most of which never happened. And I think that's true uh, with us. But, But what he has to say here is it's a timely warning for us that, that the that the problem itself, whatever the trouble is that you're dealing with, is not the biggest harm that can come to you in most cases. The biggest harm comes from inside of us, from the worry and the anxiety that builds up and up and up. Most of us do pretty well handling the outside problems, but it's the inside that gives us the problems. And, and I think this is where our faith comes in. Uh, back to the 23rd Psalm, there's a line in there that says, thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they what? Comfort me. In our modern English, that's simply saying God is with us. God is with us and he comforts us in whatever that we're going through. Paul put it like this. He said, I can do all things. He said, nothing is going to, I'm paraphrasing here, nothing is going to cause me problems because I have Christ who strengthens me. You know, even going through trouble, we can have a measure of peace and much less anxiety. Can you say that? that anxiety is no match for you. The closer you get to God, and that requires some effort on our part. It's not all God. It requires effort for us to get closer to God. You're taking a step by being here every Sunday of getting closer to God. But the closer we get, the closer our relationship is, the more likely 
that we will be able to release those faceless fears. I want you to think about something a minute. I've made up that 50% that, that faceless fears, things that haven't happened, but we're worrying about them going to happen. Make up 50%, maybe more. What if you could reach a point where you could eliminate 50% of the things you worry about? Would you be a different person? Would you have a different outlook? Would you be happier? I think yes to all of those. So that's the first idea that I want to leave, uh, share with you. The second is, well, faceless fears would come under this as well, but there's some fears that have happened. Something has come up and uh, my computer crashed. Uh, someone rear-ended you. Uh, there's been a death for a loved one in your family. Some of those kinds of things are a little bit different than some of the uh, simpler uh, faceless fears. But you can use, and I think, you know, uh, that you can use each one of those for good. You know, uh, sometimes the fears and anxieties we have over those kinds of things can be used for good. Uh, I've told this story before. <clears throat> I know some of you have heard it, but I'll do it again. Um, the, uh, this is about a young clerk who had recently been hired at a grocery store. And he was in the back in the produce section. And uh, this lady came up to him with a head of lettuce. And she said, can I get, can I buy a half a head of lettuce? And he said, look, ma'am, look, ma'am, we grow those whole and that's the way we sell them. Well, she said, you mean to tell me I've been coming to this store all these years and I can't buy half a head of lettuce? He said, well, if you'd like, I'll go ask the manager. And she said, well, I appreciate that. So he made his way to the front of the grocery store <clears throat> and found the manager. And he said to the manager, he said, you're not going to believe this. He said, some lame brain idiot of a woman wants to buy half a head of lettuce. And he noticed the manager was kind of gesturing like, you know, and he turned around and there she was with her head of lettuce. The woman had followed him up to the front. She had heard everything that he said. But this guy was quick on his feet. He said to this matter, and this lady wants to buy the other half. Well, <laughs> later, rising to the occasion, right? Um, and, and that's what uh, this idea of, 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 uh, of, of taking bad things and finding some good that can come of them. That's really our calling as Christians is to overcome evil, to overcome difficulties uh, and all. The, uh, uh, there's more to that story about the grocery store. Later that day, the, uh, the manager ran into the, the clerk and uh, said, I, I want to just tell you, that was the finest uh, piece of uh, thinking on your feet that I've ever seen. He said, where did you learn to do that? And he said, well, uh, I'm from Grand Rapids. And if you know anything about Grand Rapids, the people in Grand Rapids are known for great hockey teams 
and the ugliest women. And the manager sort of frowned and he said, my wife is from Grand Rapids. And the clerk said, and which hockey team did she play for? (laughs) Rising to the occasion. That's what we do. You know, uh, for example, um, if I didn't have some stress in my life, I wouldn't get a lot of things done. For example, um, if I didn't have the urgency of preparing a Sunday school lesson or a morning devotional or on occasion when I uh, am allowed to preach here, uh, if I didn't have the urgency, the prodding to do that, what would I likely do? I know I would put it off. I'd put it off and I'd put it off. But that stress uh, pushes me a little bit to where I can take creative action with this. Jesus was a master at rising to the occasion. Uh, When faced with troubles, he redeemed them. Of course, we know about the cross and the redemption that came through the resurrection. But so many, so many things, faceless fears, more serious fears that cause us anxiety and stress can be used for good. And that's a good thing. Well, the last one is this. Sometimes the things that cause us stress and anxiety are so real and so much that we just have to entrust them to God. The first five words of that 23rd Psalm, you're getting quizzed today on that, uh, is what? The Lord is my shepherd. Say that again with me. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, That's the idea that, that God is is like a conscientious, dedicated shepherd. What does a shepherd do? He doesn't let a a sheep stay lost. He searches and searches. If a sheep is hurt, he tends to that sheep. And we, of course, in the the way of saying this, is we are his sheep. Uh, And God looks after us. Let me tell you about a a mother of a six-year-old who took her son to the, uh, to the doctor and they got to the office and the waiting room was pretty crowded. And so they had to sit for a while and wait. Uh, and, uh, the, uh, little boy started asking his mother questions. Um, why is the sky blue? And she would answer, why is grass green? And she would answer. And this went on and on. Uh, what's water? Um, why, why do I have skin? Why do the birds fly? And, and by this time, the people, some of the people in the waiting room are, are tuning in and seeing how uh, the mother is answering. And, and they're wondering from themselves, they have the question, how does she do it? How can she go on? Because this little boy has gone for about 30 minutes of asking question after question after question. How does she do it with such patience and, and love and kindness and all? And the people there that were listening in the waiting room got their answer when the boy asked the next question because he asked something about God. He said, why doesn't God, when he gets tired, just stop? And his mother thought about it a minute. And she said, because God is love and love 
never gets tired. God is love and never gets tired. That's the essence of the 23rd Psalm. And we know what that mother is talking about. But not everybody does. Not everyone gets the message. Not everyone accepts the message of the love of God in Jesus Christ. Some people try to get through their life just hanging on. I'm just going to hang on and do the best that I can. But there is a better way. There's a better way. One more story. This is about uh, Johnny, first grade student. And uh, his teacher walked in the classroom one day and Johnny is standing up in front of the class with his shirt pulled up and his stomach sticking out just as far as he can make it stick out. And she walks, as she walked in, she said, Johnny, are you all right? He said, yes, ma'am. He said, well, why are you sticking your stomach out like that? And he said, well, you know, that's the way first graders sometimes answer. Well, I had a tummy ache this morning. And I went to the nurse and she told me to stick it out till noon and maybe it'd get better. Well, some of us, some of those other people, you know, that's what they try to do. They go through life trying to stick it out. But there's a better way. There's a better way for us to face our, uh, uh, those fears that uh, haven't yet come about that we worry about so much. There's a better way to, to, uh, to turn something that's bad into something in some way or other that's good and benefits other people perhaps. And then there are some things that we just need to entrust to God. Yes, anxious times are here to stay. You're going to have them. Uh, and I want you to remember this, because this, this is where I want to end, that deep anxiety, anxiety of any kind, but it can get deep and worry can get deep within us, is optional. Did you hear that? Deep anxiety is optional. We don't have to accept it. Maybe we can't become like Jesus exactly, but we can get closer and closer day by day until one day we're almost there, if not all the way there. So deep anxiety is optional. And the and op is optional. And the reason is because God is deeper still. Will you pray with me?